Malachi asks a question here. But who may abide in the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. Father, we ask that as we hear the, the question that is before us in the Word of God, we're reminded that it's talking about, are we ready? Are we prepared for His coming? For when He gets here, there will be some refining and there will be some scrubbing and there will be some cleaning that needs to be done. So Lord, I pray that, Father, as we look today, as we begin the, the, the season of Advent, that, Lord, that we would hear the word of, uh, of Malachi as he closes out the Old Testament, reminding us that there's going to be a time that God is going to come and He's going to show up. Are you ready? Lord, we realize that we are still living in a time of Advent. And the question for the people today is, are you ready? You made the right preparation for His coming. Lord, I pray that as we walk through the weeks of Advent, that we would be reminded, O oh Lord, of the power of waiting, the power of anticipation, the power of the long-suffering of God to give us an opportunity to prepare ourselves for His coming. So Lord, would you speak to your people today as we hear from your Word, Throughout its pages, promises of the hope of His coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I've entitled the message this morning, The Advent of Christ, because it is really a, an opening introduction for us about what is Advent and why is it important and what do we need to do during it. So... It's really not going to be one of those messages where I'm going to uh, break out the Word of God and explain it to you. I'm going to be reading more than, than what I am going to be preaching this morning. But I want you to hear that Advent is a time of waiting, not waiting for something, but waiting for someone. In Advent, we are waiting for someone who is going to come and appear to us. And actually, as I prayed, there are two Advents. There is the Advent that we celebrate that has come in the past and the anticipation of the Advent that is to come that we'll speak of at the end. So I've entitled this message this morning, The Advent of Christ. So hopefully someone would ask the question, so what is Advent? Well, I hope to answer that question as we go along this morning. But as we celebrate Christmas because of the birth of Jesus, the nativity story brings us the good news that our Savior has been born into the world to save us from our sins. In Luke's gospel, we read how that an angel appeared to the shepherds in the fields, and they said unto them in Luke chapter 2 and verses 10 and 11, I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 16, we read about how that the shepherds left their fields that night and went into the village and what they found. And the scripture says they ran to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. 
And in verse 21 it tells us that eight days later that the baby was then circumcised and his name was given the name of Jesus. The name that was given to him by the angels before he was conceived. Yes, Jesus is the Savior and the Messiah who was announced by the angels and was found in the nativity scene. Long before Jesus' birthday was announced, His birth and His coming were foretold by the prophets of old. Advent commemorates the foretelling of the prophets' message of Jesus' birth and His life found in and among many of the prophetic promises that we find throughout the Scripture of a coming Messiah. Advent is a celebration of hope of the arrival of salvation for our sins found in Jesus Christ. Titus chapter 2 shares these words with us. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for Himself His own special people. As I said, Advent is a celebration of hope concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus. And we are going to begin our celebration of Advent this morning by reviewing some of the prophecies about the Messiah as we relate these prophecies to and through the symbols of Advent, which are placed here on the front table that we will use throughout the month of December. Advent has two special uh, um, symbols, the wreath and the candles. But Scripture tells us that each and every one of them represent a prophecy, a promise from God. This non-typical sermon, as I want to call it today, is more about preparing your heart and my heart for the beginning steps of Advent. I'm afraid that in our day and time, as so many days have come and gone, we tend to miss Christmas. We get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle and and the parties and the activities and the buying of gifts and the decorating of our houses and, and, and the office things and all of the events that take place and all of the celebrations that we actually really miss Christmas. My friends, Christmas without Christ is just another holiday. Christmas is about recognizing and worshiping the Christ who came into our life. Advent is to cause us to slow down, to pause for a moment, and to reflect upon His coming and what that means to us as a people of God. And what that should mean to you as a family. My friends, if we want Christmas morning to be a celebration, not just a hurry through and rip open packages so we can see what's on the other side, so we can say, oh well, is that all? Then what we need is we need to spend some time focusing on Advent. So families, I will reiterate what Josh said to you earlier that I'm sure that you did not catch. 
We have a packet that you can use, that you can walk through a daily advent with your family. An opportunity for you to read scripture with them, talk about it, ask some questions, to get a conversation going. Something that you can do at the dinner table, something that you can do uh, before you go to bed at night, something that you can do that will cause you to slow down and think about what the coming Christ means. What Christmas should really mean. So please, look for it online on our website or ask Brother Josh and he'll print you off a, a, a packet and, and get you that. Now, even if you don't have kids, if you have a spouse that you want to do it with, please do it. Now, let's consider the meaning of Advent. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 2, we read, But who can endure the day of His coming? And who can stand when He appears? Today, being the season of Advent, the word Advent means coming or arrival. It is a countdown of anticipation in which we celebrate Christ's first coming in which the Bible tells us that He was born into this world as our Lord and Savior over 2,000 years ago. Advent marked by a spirit of expectation, anticipation, and longing. It is the cry of those who have experienced injustice in the world under the curse of sin, and yet who have hope of deliverance by a God who has heard their cries and of oppressed slaves and brought them deliverance. It is that hope which God has heard that God brings to the world the anticipation of a king who will rule in truth, justice, and righteousness over his people and his creation. It is a hope that anticipates the reign of the anointed one, the Messiah. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 we go back there and it says, Behold, I will send a messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom he seeks shall suddenly come in the temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. In Jeremiah chapter 33, in verses 14 and 15, we read, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord that I will perform the good things which I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at the time I will cause to grow up to David a branch of righteousness. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Then Isaiah chapter 11, another prophetic statement in verses 1 through 4. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he is not judged by the sight of his eyes, nor decided by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth." For those of you that like Billy and Bill and Gloria Gaither, you remember their song, The King is Coming, The King is Coming. And we celebrate the coming advent 
of the Lord as the king is coming. The king that came, came not as a reigning king sitting upon a throne, but as a babe in a manger, as one who came humbly before us, who gave his life willingly for us. Advent is all about the anticipation of the promise that God has made for each and every one of us that though we have sinned, Though we have fallen short of the glory of God, God said, Fear not, for there is a redemption that draweth nigh. God gave us prophetic words throughout the Old Testament of promise that God was going to send a son. And the children of Israel, with great anticipation, longed for. History tells us that, that even as Jesus was preparing to come, The children of Israel were crying out because of the captivity that they were under, under Roman siege. They were crying out, how long, O Lord, shall we wait? How long before salvation shows up? How long shall we continue under this great oppression? And many of us are crying out even today in this world. O oh Lord, how long shall I suffer the, the, the agony of, uh, of the pressures of this world? O oh God, when will you show up? But like the children of old, we too today, as the gospel tells us in John, the light of the world came, but the world knew him not because they liked darkness better than light. All too often... We cry out with one breath for God to save us out of our troubles, but when God shows up to call us out of our sin, we tell Him no thanks. We'd rather stay in our darkness. Today, as we begin the celebration of Advent, it is a time of preparation, a time of looking back at the promise that God has made for each and every one of us to come into our lives to be our Savior. So the question today for all of us as we conclude our time this morning will be, have you met this Jesus? Do you want to meet this Jesus? He has come for you. So let's look together at the meaning of the the Advent symbols. First, there is the wreath. As you look here at the table, there is a wreath. The Advent is celebrated through the use of symbols. And the first symbol, the Advent wreath that cradles the candles. Notice that it is formed in a circle. The Advent wreath has no beginning and it has no end. So therefore what it portrays for us is God's timelessness and His eternal plan of salvation and His endless mercy for all of us. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7 we read, Of the increase of His government and the peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice for all time forever, even forever. The wreath is also green. Because the color green represents something. The green of the wreath speaks of the hope that we have in God, the hope of newness. The green symbolizes the newness of spring and the hope of renewal. 
In Isaiah chapter 35 and verses 4 through 7, we read about the newness that the Messiah would bring to those who would receive Him. Say to those who are fearful hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with a recompense of God. He will come and save you. And the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing. For the water shall burst forth in the wilderness and the streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and thirsty land springs of water. The wreath will remain green throughout its time as a symbol to remind us that God is faithful to remain faithful throughout the time of His calling. But might I remind you that there is a limited time that God is going to give to all of us to receive that great gift of salvation. There is coming a closing of that door, a time when the age of grace shall be no more. My friends, we are living in a day and a time when God is calling all who will to come receive His newness, receive the freshness of His grace, to come and find the mercy of our God. It is an opportunity when we see the green. May it be a reminder for all of us that God has opened up His arms to promise us a renewed and refreshed life. And then the candles, the meaning of the candles. As we come to the symbolism of the candles If you'll notice on the outside, there are three purple candles. The color purple represents the royalty to welcome the advent of the coming of the king. Zechariah 9, 9 and 10 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughters of Zion. Shout, O daughters of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. The fourth outer candle, or the four outer candles represent hope, peace, joy, and love. The first candle is traditionally the candle of expectation, or today the candle of hope. In some traditions, it is oftentimes called the prophet's candle. And it draws our attention to the anticipation of the hope of the coming Messiah. Paul writing in Romans chapter 15 and verses 12 and 13, the apostle Paul told believers this. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, And he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and with peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you ever hear how Paul kept making references to hope? Over and over again. Advent is about our hope in God's salvation through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. 
Part of this hope was how God had revealed to some of his prophets that indeed he would not leave his people without a shepherd. The Bible promises that he looked upon his people and he saw them in great need. And he came to meet that need. The second candle that we will look at through the course of this month represents peace and the Messiah. The peace that Jesus Christ and He alone brings. A peace that was foretold as the coming peace. We read in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 and then again in 4 and 5. But you Bethlehem Ephratot, though thou art little among the thousands of Judah, yet... Out of you shall come forth to me the one who will be the ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old, from everlasting. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of his name of the Lord his God. And they shall abide for now. He shall be great to the ends of the earth. And this one shall be peace. Again, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Listen to the words of Isaiah For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. A government shall be upon his shoulders, and unto us a child is... uh, A government shall be on his shoulders, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The third purple candle of Advent represents joy. It reminds us of the joy that Mary felt when the angel Gabriel came to her and proclaimed that you shall give birth to a special child. A child who would save and deliver his people. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 10 we read, Then the angel said unto her, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The fourth candle that on the outer circle is a pink candle. The pink candle represents love. The light of this pink candle is meant to remind us of how much God loves each and every one of you. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9 it says, In this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. And all of us know this next verse, so would you say it with me? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We then come to the fifth candle, that center candle. This one is called the Christ candle. The Christ candle is typically lit at the Christmas Eve service. The central location of the Christ candle reminds us of the incarnation in the heart of the season, giving light to the world. The light reminds us that Jesus comes into the darkness of our lives and brings a newness of life and hope. Most significantly, the lighting of the Christ candle reminds us that Jesus has indeed come to be among us. 
Listen to the words of Matthew in chapter 1 in verses 21 through 23. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The Messiah was indeed born into the world, and he walked among his people, the people in which he had brought salvation to. And even today, as we think about and celebrate the the advent of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the hope of his salvation is for you and for me. My desire for you is that you'll not miss Christ in Christmas this year. But that if he's not your personal Savior, that you will make him so. That if he is not the Lord of your family and your life, that you will make him so. That if he is not the one in which you and I have put our eternal trust in, that you will make it so. But you see, if we don't slow down for just a moment, if we don't take time to reflect upon what His promise of His coming means, we will miss the gift of Christmas. I want you to watch this video as they share the hope that we need and find in Christ.
has entered the world. Each week, we will light one of the Advent candles. This week, we light hope. Hope that comes from the fact that Jesus Christ promised that he would come and that he fulfilled his promise in coming through a baby that was born in a manger so that you and I could celebrate together today that we are no longer waiting for his coming. We have hope in what he has come for. So let me share just as I close a time of reflection. What we have just heard are the scriptures pertaining to what is called the first advent of Christ. But there is such a thing called the second advent of Christ. In the first advent of Christ we are told that there is a coming Messiah, a Savior, who would rescue His people from their sins. The Savior is none other than Jesus Christ. Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 and verses 9 and 10, we read that God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. But has now been re- revealed by the appearing of the, uh, the Savior Jesus Christ, who has before time began, but has now been, who has abolished the death and brought to life the immortality to light through the gospel. Today, as we look back, we experience the first advent, the longing of the coming of Jesus. But as we look forward, we long for the second advent. Christ when the Lord returns and when he returns to the earth he will rapture all those who believe in him he will take the church home in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 and verses 16 and 17 it says for the Lord himself shall descend from the heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first Then he who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.8 said, Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but to also to all those who love His appearing. Those who love His appearing are those who have believed and received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I simply ask again today, are you ready? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you ready in case He were to come today? Have you received Him as your Savior? The first coming of the advent of the Lord was promised and fulfilled and we celebrate it every year as we remind ourselves of the, the, the Christmas season. But Jesus is coming again, my friends. And this time, He's not coming as a helpless babe in a manger. He's not coming with an offer of peace, of salvation. 
He's coming with an offer of judgment. A call to righteousness. A call for you and I to stand before Him and give an account of if we have or have not received Him as Savior. My friends, you will not have an excuse. The world will be without excuse. But we have been given the promise of the advent of the Christ. And we have been given the word of God so that we can proclaim the gospel. And we together have sent out missionaries around the world so that they would share that very gospel message so that none would be able to say, I did not know. So I ask you today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you reflect upon the coming of the Lord? I wonder today, when I ask that question, do you think of a babe in a manger? Or do you think of a king riding on a horse? It's always good to be reminded that Jesus came as a babe in a manger and to celebrate His coming and the promises that He has fulfilled in His coming. But just as Jesus fulfilled the promises of His first coming, my friends, I tell you the truth, He will fulfill the promises of His second coming and if you and I are not ready, we will stand before Him in judgment. So my prayer for you today, Lord, make our hearts ready. Make us willing to receive. Make us able to accept. So if you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, you've never asked Him to be your personal Savior, no one else is looking around but the Lord and I. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me today? I've never made that decision. I need to know the Lord. You're here today and you've never known Him. His coming is a call to your life for you to receive Him. If you're here today and you've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, There is a call in the advent of Christ for us today. And that is to pause and to reflect upon what He has come to say and to do and what He has brought into our lives so that we will be able to share with the world around us what Christmas truly means. That Christ... Emmanuel has come to be among us. Let him in. Let him reign. And let him lead in your hearts today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give me a moment to get to the back of the room and then you're dismissed. Oh, by the way, experiencing God tonight.